tell me. I'm not going to be before you long because my grandmother, as sweet and loving as she said, she acknowledged to the young preacher here that you better not be long. <laughs> uh, well, I receive that in the spirit. <laughs> I want to say to my family, I counted an honor to be able to stand here and to be able to eulogize my aunt. My aunt was more than an aunt to me, she was a mother. Carlotta and I lived together for two and a half years. My aunt did everything and more. My reflections of my aunt began when I was a child. The nurturing, the love, the fun, and the happiness. However, for Carlotta and I, it did not stop when I got older. I remember so vividly that God allowed my aunt and I to enjoy a lot of things from her staying up with me after I retired to help me study the Word of God. When I had a cold, when I needed to talk, when I needed her to keep my company, and when we went to the grocery store every Tuesday night, <laughs> she embraced my love for cooking. I would never tell anyone that the Reverend knows how to cook, but I do. <laughs> she supported me through my trials and tribulations. She was the anchor when my world was spinning out of control. She never got upset. She always asked why. What I remember so candidly and so vividly is that she loved little mama, that was Kamaya, and little daddy, which was MJ. She always told me, don't you wake me up early. <laughs> she called me every Sunday morning before I preach. I made you some cabbage juice and some spinach juice so you can preach better. <laughs> All that's going to do is run me to the bathroom. <laughs> When I was going to school every weekend in New Jersey, or when I had to minister in New Jersey, or New York, or Connecticut, or Boston, she said she would jump into my suitcase. It's hard to see an earthly angel go because she was kind, a loving woman, a one without fear, and one who gave her last so that you might have. And all that love without limits and did without restraint. The one that was the original diva in my book, she could dress like no other. She loved to eat healthy and almost forced Uncle Calvin and I to eat healthy too. Some things we're not going to do, right, Uncle Calvin? <laughs> <laughs> it is sad, sorrowful, and somber that we gather today in this great church to honor a woman whose life was truly a life of happiness and helping. It would take the next 354 days to tell you about my aunt. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. 
Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. And in the same way they persecuted the prophets that were before you. I want for you to turn, if you have a pew Bible, to John chapter 14. We'll begin at the 23rd verse. It's a familiar text. We just read it, let not your heart be troubled. But there's some more in the continuity of the text that needs to be exposed. That lets you know that God is good, even in the midst of your sorrow and stress. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teachings. These words you hear, not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives, do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you will be glad that I'm going to the Father for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it happens, you will believe. I will not say much more to you for the prince of the world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now and let us leave. For the time that I have, I'll put a tag on this text. One is pursuit of happiness. Well, if I may put it in Carlisle's terms, look at me now. <laughs> One's ability to grow old comes from when they were an infant growing up. What is fascinating is how we grow up never to think that we've gotten older. Looking at life is sometimes funny because it seems that time waits for no one and no one waits for time. But one thing I can tell you, Kamala was always either on time or before time. <laughs> she excelled in the aspect of her word being her bond. If she said she would church he got it done. On this day we reflect on her life, her living and her legacy here on earth. A life that needs no introduction, a life that needs no explanation, a life that was lived to the fullest. As a nephew I saw how she lived and what she did. She was a mother to us, a sister, a friend, and a confidant. She lived every day being happy, never sad, content and willing to serve. Sad occasion is that we didn't get to say goodbye. We didn't get to hold her hand. We didn't get to kiss her goodnight. We didn't get to talk to her one more time. But God stopped by the midnight hour. He set up the 29th and said, Come on. <laughs> As I was reflecting and writing this sermon, I was amazed and astounded by the thoughts of how her life was similar to Jesus. 
together at my annual Christmas party. And Kalana came by. She was yet quiet, in reserve, but yet fun and engaging all in the same. God allowed Carlotta's spirit to encourage and embrace all that was around her, but the text clearly clarifies a few characteristics that Carlotta had. And if you just give me about 10 minutes, I promise I'll be out your way. But Carlotta was a special person, and if you think back, and then we candidly classify the characteristics of Carlotta, she was a faithful promise keeper. She fed you, she loved you, she cared for you, and she kept God's command. 
step forward. And God did this work. 